Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Jim, I was really hoping that the Timberwolves would not uh, lay an egg last night against Memphis, a team that they have a vastly better record than. They're missing a bunch of players. They were kind of sluggish, but in the end, you know, they played well and, and uh, overcame two hot shooters for Memphis. It, it's still a good win for the Wolves last night. Yeah, the reality is you play 82 games, you're not going to be at your best all the time, and you are going to get up more for the Clippers and for the Celtics than you are for bad teams that you know you should beat. It's just mm-hmm. human nature. Yep. Uh, the difference between last year and this year is last year they would fail to get up for the bad team, and then they would let it devolve into a gut-wrenching loss where at the end of the year they're looking back and saying, God, if they had just, for all the things that went wrong, for all the injuries and illnesses, and lack of fitting Gobert into their offense. If they just beaten bad teams at a professional rate, yeah. it would have been like a top four seed, and everybody would have been saying, "What a great deal that Gobert deal was!" You know, yep. Yep. this year, listen, they they were sluggish early against Detroit. They were sluggish early last night, but they do have the wherewithal to turn it on and to beat a bad team and just move forward. And we're not going to remember that these were somewhat frustrating games or they got off mm-hmm. the slow start. So you can be in the win column That's and right. they build them, you know, now they're two games clear of everybody in the Western conference. So yeah, it, it's always frustrating to watch a team. He knows really good, not perform at to its best, but as long as they win, I just yeah. don't think it's a big deal. Exciting play that Edwards made. And then he kind of explained his thought process on the fly there, which was very interesting. You know, it's all going through his mind. Oh, I saw this happen. And then Finch said, yeah, he practices that once in a while. He wasn't sure he would do it in a game. But he's very creative and so athletic to pull that play off and so many of the others that he does. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he was sluggish first half last yep. night, which I, I actually thought was a little weird because, he know, you know, well, then again, he's not always, you know, he's, he is kind of a kid at heart, um, and I think he's mature enough, you know, to be coachable. But he's not like a mature human being. He's still just a <laughs> sure. kid. Yep. Uh, and I would have thought that okay, here's you know, Barkley, Kenny Smith, Shaq are broadcast. They're doing the pregame show. They're doing the halftime show. There's a chance for me to show off to those guys. My guess is he didn't think about it. Um, yeah. And he played poorly in the first half. In the second half, he looked great. And and you know what? He is he has found the ability as Jordan did, to incorporate spectacular individual moves into the game without hurting his team. In fact, with helping his team. I mean, he was, you know, he, the play he made last night, he was being well covered. He ducks under the defender, and he realizes it's going to be a very difficult, kind of touchy 10, 15-foot shot. Instead of doing that, he throws off the backboard and dunks it, which is showy, but it was also probably the right play to make in that situation. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because he was hung up as I was watching yep. the play, and he's pivoting some room. I'm thinking, oh, boy, he's got himself in a tough spot. Now it's only a lean-in floater like you described. But, uh, yeah, he throws it off the board and, and gets himself out of trouble. Uh, really getting um, recognized by some of what they call the old heads in the NBA. Kendrick Perkins tweeting yesterday, say hello to the new face of the NBA and Anthony Edwards. So, you know, he is being recognized for that. I just worry he's a young guy. Does he have handle that kind of praise well, or does it get to his head a little bit and start, you know, having him be a little more isolation? Uh, I don't, I think just because of who he is, the way he plays, he's going to be battling for a long time, just the, the in-game decision-making between how much do I shoot, how much do I force the action, how much do I let it come to me? Mm-hmm. You know, we saw Jordan, uh, especially after he matured, 
get to a point where he didn't just go out and try to dunk everything. He would try to get his teammates involved. Then he would figure out where he fit in. And then he would do his scoring, and, and then he was there in the fourth quarter if they needed him. You know, I think you'll see a slow evolution toward that for Edwards. Uh, but right now he's also a young kid who's trying different stuff out. So there's, an, there's also an aspect of experimentation in his game right now. I, I do think whatever flaws he has as a player or as a human, and of course they all have them, we all have them, mm-hmm. uh, the good thing is he is really coachable. Mm-hmm. And he listens to Finch. He, cares, he likes the staff. He cares about the staff. He cares about his teammates. So you know, listen, every once in a while he might have a wild shooting night or a, a game where he gets a little out, of, out ahead of himself. But I don't. I just don't see it being a lasting problem because of his personality. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, I've been kind of hoping that they would add one more piece to the roster that to make them a little stronger once they get to the postseason. But struggling to figure out who those pieces might be. And you think, well, maybe Kyle Anderson. But but then you hear him talk about Kyle Anderson last night, and he said he's the guy who kind of holds others accountable in that locker room, like he did him at halftime. He said, "Kind of get your rear in gear here in the second half." You've been lagging behind, so that was interesting, I thought. I think Kyle Anderson's a really important part of this team. Mm-hmm. Um, he's having a bad shooting year. He's having a terrible three-point shooting year. But he essentially is a combination of backup point guard, coach on the floor, defender, uh, and glue guy. You know, He really does hold things together. I really think with everything that went wrong last year, if they hadn't had Kyle Anderson on that team, it wouldn't have been a okay. You only made the play in, and then you you know okay. You put up a fight against the Nuggets. Not great, but at least you showed something. I think if they hadn't had Kyle Anderson last year, that last year would have been an absolute disaster. I don't think they would have functioned as a basketball team. Yeah. So there's, he brings a lot of value, and you just have to hope he kind of irons out a shooting along the way. Yeah. Uh, Gophers uh, beaten last night by Michigan State three in a row now in the Big Ten after a nice three and one start. The schedule changed. Uh, a little bit, got a little tougher. What's a realistic over-under number for the Gophers in Big Ten wins, do you think? I really thought the goal should have been 500 going in. I still think that's got to be the goal. Is it realistic? I mean, they're 3-1 and one in the Big Ten. I know they won some easy games, but hey, Michigan, you know, Iowa's not great, and they lost at home to Iowa. Michigan State is not great. They lost on the road to Michigan. Michigan State, um, I think last night was it really hurt them to not have Hawkins. Mm-hmm. And Mike Mitchell did a nice job playing combo guard, but it also isn't the best way for this roster to play together. Um, they have all, they, you know, they just, they just don't have enough talent that they can get away with a bad shooting night or, you know, one of their best players not being available to them. They just don't have that depth. And, you know, big picture, it goes back to they didn't get Evans in here, who would have been the number one recruit they've ever had. And they didn't get, uh, and they had battle leave. You know, if you have Evans on battle on this roster, this team's probably, you know, what, like five and two in the Big Ten. And then yeah. and, and we're starting to talk about, you know, maybe coach of the year type stuff. Yeah. He just doesn't have quite enough good players. And that Evans, he was the seven-footer out of California, yep. was it? Yep. And then he uh, transferred out east someplace, wasn't he? Yeah, God, I'm blanking on where he Louisville, yeah. I can't remember where he ended yeah, up Yeah, I think that's right. I think, I think that's right. it was right. Louisville. Yeah. Uh, but he was going to be the big recruit. And yep. Christie was going to be kind of the 1B recruit. And listen, I think Christie's a nice player. He's very young. He's he's still very lean. I think he's going to – he seems like a dedicated guy with a really nice shot. I think he's going to develop into a really nice player. But Evans would have been an immediate impact. And if you have Evans in that lineup, then you have uh, Garcia playing power forward, which probably suits him better. If you have battle in the lineup, he's your three-point shooting small forward. 
and then you know let's say it's Hawkins and Mitchell are your one and two. Now you you have a bench of Ola Joseph and Payne and Carrington and Christie. Boy, man, it, it just it, they'd be in such good shape. Uh, I I just think. I don't know what's going to happen that's going to allow Ben Johnson to get enough talent here, but that's the key. Mm -hmm. On the front page of your digital, as I'm looking at it now, I assume that changes with some frequency. Every time you click it, it's maybe a different top story. But the one at the top is, and I've seen it elsewhere, is linking Kirk Cousins and Bill Belichick in Atlanta. Think there's anything to that? Well, I mean, anything's possible at this Mm -hmm. point. Um, And, you know, the Vikings want Cousins back. Cousins says he wants to stay here. What happens when we get to agents talking to general manager mm-hmm. and salary cap people? Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously a de- there are deals to be made here. If both sides are sincere about wanting to get a deal done, the deal should get done. But you just never know how it's going to play out. So I think first option for everybody involved in Minnesota is Cousins back here mm-hmm. and then figuring out your future of the position while you have Cousins here. Yeah. But if those negotiations don't go well, Atlanta would be a fantastic place for Cousins. Um, they have serious skill position playing talent. Uh, they have probably enough defensive talent, although they need to upgrade a little bit. A good coach could come in there and win right away at the right quarterback. Yeah, Jim, thanks so much. Have a great weekend. Thanks, thanks you too. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Cardinal basketball tonight at 7.